Hello, and welcome to The Relevance of Now with William Lindvale. I'm your host, Michael Connell. Hey, William. Hey, Michael. How are you, my good friend? Wonderful. Thank you. We've been talking about this topic of manifestation before uh, this recording, and for the sake of uh, a shorter podcast, we were coming to, it would be complimentary to talk about sort of the principles, the simple principles of manifestation, because when we were going into some details of each individual or for myself or for others that I know of, I could see that with some different unique emotional entanglements that um, people had, you were sharing where manifesting kind of gets uh, a little wonky, a little energetically off, and people may not experience receiving what they desire because of that. And then we were talking about, okay, well, then what are really the simple principles right now in this day and age, the simple principles? Because you also shared with me that at different times in humanity, how manifestations occurred energetically were different, which was interesting to me. There's a lot of, you know, (laughs) details about manifesting that we can spend more time on future podcasts, but we wanted to talk about simplifying the principles of manifestation right now. And when I was taught uh, about manifesting, I was taught to be as specific as possible, but not ever thinking about or contemplating the how. So, for example, if I wanted to manifest a house in uh, a certain town, that I would visualize how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, what type of kitchen, uh, would it have a backyard, would it, what type of trees would be in the yard, what kind of view would it have. I would feel all the things that I would, I would write down and feel all the things that I wanted in this house. And then I would visualize it. I'd imagine it. I would feel it. I'd feel how good it was to be in that home with family, friends. I would enjoy that. I would see myself in day-to-day activities in that home. And that's how I was taught that without the details of the how, if you did that and you were locked into it, that that was going to occur. And what are your thoughts on that way of manifesting? On one hand, that is a really, really great way to start. You know, you got to remember, you got to start somewhere. So it reminds me where you would pick something to reel yourself back to right here, right now. Like in this case, it would be a home. Three bedroom, two, two and a half bath, the area of town you'd like to be in or on the planet. So you were kind of real in, okay, this is what I would enjoy. This is the spaciousness that feels great to me. 
just as the size of the room, just the height of the ceilings, it's the light that I would love to come in. It's the surrounding area and the ambiance, nature, or view, scenery that I would fully enjoy. And then we kind of, we stop back, we take a breath, and we project our consciousness into that manifestation. And as you project your consciousness into that manifestation, you walk around, you're literally feeling it out, which you're feeling it through your body principle, your body principle being the amplifier and now being the anchor that begins to amplify, but then magnetize that manifestation into form. And now we take a breath, we hand it over to the universe to take command and to bring it into the physical. Now, we let it go. All right, bring it on. Let's go as quickly as I can handle for my highest to best good and the highest to best good of all concerned. And ideally, you as creator expressing through Carney, we let it go. And it's you saying, let it be done. And like, let it be light. And so therefore, there was light. Now, that's the idea and the ideal of the simplicity of manifestation. Now, the part that makes it a little bit challenging is when you're taught to do this each and every day until the manifestation comes into your live stream. And... You create this manifestation in a balloon, you let it go, and it flies away. But then each and every day, you reel it back in, and you start to add to your manifestation, or you start to repeat, retune into that same manifestation, and then you let it go again until the next day when you reel it back in. and. You add more to it, or you recreate the same thing. Maybe you add tile floors. Maybe you add wood floors. Maybe you add carpet. Who knows? Or certain lights around the mirror in the bathroom. And then you let it go again. And then the next day, you reel it back in. Well, the issue here that I found time after time after time is every time you reel it back in, you see, you've never really let it go to hand it over to the whole universe, your manifest levels, your creator levels, to let it go to where you're letting it actually take place in the physical form. You may have a manifestation unfold for you in the physical form. And yeah, that's going to occur here and there. Because you're learning about your ability as creator incarnate to manifest until eventually it becomes very, very redundant and you keep adding energy, adding energy to where you start to hit these blockages because you never really let go of your manifestation to fully unfold in a way that you're handing it over entirely to come into your life stream 
to fully manifest in its fullest of potential well beyond the limits of what the mind can only comprehend from what it has seen, what it has experienced, and where you're now letting it go over to the universe that knows more and more about what you truly would love, what you would truly enjoy beyond what the mind could comprehend as a manifestation. So when you're saying that if you did it like every day and then there's a part of you, maybe a part of you doesn't really believe you can have it. Well, that's where we get into being double-minded. And it's like your conscious mind, you, you're learning, okay, I can have it. I can enjoy it. And I'm all this, I'm all that I'm empowered. And I believe I can, but then the subconscious is over here, the 80% of the mind that's saying, yeah, remember you decided that you're not worthy. Remember you decided you weren't level. Remember you decided that you have to work hard, do this and do that to barely get by, to barely survive. Remember you decided that you can only receive in your life just enough to survive. And remember you decided that you're here to survive not to live not to enjoy you're here to only get by and remember you also decided that money is the root of all evil and you can't really fully enjoy the life of your dreams because xyz you're a sinner you're a blah 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 and you got to atone for this that and the other so remember you know over here remember there still has to be a certain amount of suffering and sacrifice so Now we have the 80% of the mind, the subconscious running amok, and all the charged emotions that are within the sub-psyche, constantly reminding you of all the stuff you cannot have. But the conscious mind says, yeah, this would be great, that would be great, because I'm learning that I'm the master of my own destiny, and blah, 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 cognitively, consciously speaking. Just not really getting to the cost core, the record, and the effect, and the root of all the 80% of the mind. Of all the reasons why you've also decided why you could not have that three-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath home with a view that looks like this. Okay. We talked a little bit about uh, manifesting. And when it comes to the simple principles of manifesting, because the complicated part is for any one of us that... Uh, there's a part of us that doesn't feel that we can do it. We don't feel like we're creator consciousness or any other unique perceived limitations that any one of us has or could have. Uh, what are the simple principles of manifesting? Like using your example of a three bedroom home in Atlantic Beach with the beautiful scenery that you were putting out there. It's one of those things where we stop for a minute, we take a breath, we step back, and we ask ourselves, why? Hmm. Why am I wanting? Why, why am I called to a three-bedroom home? Why Atlantic Beach? Why two and a half baths? Why this neighborhood, the scenery. I mean, what is it here that I really believe, really perceive? I mean, what is it here I'm really looking for? 
What is it here I'm desiring to take place with this neighborhood? I mean, what is it I'm really, I mean, technically desiring to feel? What am I really looking for? Whether I'm trying to fill a void, whether it's to look a certain way, be a certain way, be looked at a certain way. What is it here I'm really, really searching for? And so what type of answers or energy do we need to be mindful of when we hear the answers? Like, what do you mean, Michael? To those questions, we're going to get answers. Some of them could be vibrant. Some of them, some of the answers could be egoic. So the answers I would hope that you would receive would be answers such as, because it feels light, because I can, because it looks, feels, sounds enjoyable. Because, you know, I really enjoy the way it feels in that area. I really enjoy the openness, the vibrancy, the radiance of that neighborhood. I enjoy how many dear ones walk around with smiles on their face, uh, the friendliness, the welcomeness. I really enjoy the open spaciousness of what that area feels like. I really enjoy how the sun shines through this window and goes through those windows. And really, you know, when I really look at it, I mean, I can't wait to put my plants there. They're really going to love it and they're really going to flourish. I wonder what it's going to be like to be able to switch grocery stores. They Everyone seems so friendly, so upbeat, so welcoming and inviting and outgoing. Now, the thoughts I would watch out for that I would have you look at and say, okay, let's recontemplate this. There's the thoughts of, yeah, you know, I want others to perceive me to look like I'm a have, not a have not. I want others to look at me like I have something they don't. I want others to look up to me. I want others to respect me. I want others to see me like I'm a success. I want others to view me like I've made it. And all these interesting ego things. I then I want you to step back for a minute, take a breath, and ask yourself, because these are critical things for yourself when manifesting, is this manifestation have enough power to change how I feel within and about myself? Hmm. If it does, we have an issue because you're trying to avoid no manifestation is going to do that for you. And so what we're moving towards, looking for optimal, what is really about what we would love, sounds yeah. like. Just what we would love to enjoy, no ends if or buts. It's just, it's a feeling. Would I like a yard or not? Yeah. Do I want to deal with a yard? It's really about, our individual love and experience, that is the simplicity of manifesting. Exactly. You know, we were going through an, an example of a friend who we were talking about manifesting a house. And you said there's there's something sticky about that because it's wanting something for their family. Yeah. 
And that was an example where there was a bit of an attachment to that the house would bring something that you didn't have. Yeah. And that's what we want to be mindful of. With this tier one, such a beautiful heart, very open heart, very meaningful, very sincere. But the attempts of making something different than what it is for someone else. And this is where we really want to be clear when manifesting within ourselves. There is a universal attribute here that is a fact. You can truly only manifest for yourself. That's that's really interesting, helpful. Your manifestation may beneficially affect others, but if you're doing it for them, it's not going to work. <laughs> okay, that's that's, that's a, a really powerful, simple addition. Oh, big time. Because, you know, let's take all of the, which everyone on the planet's facilitator in their own right, but let's take others that are more fine-tuned, let's just say more awake and otherwise. And we run through, I call them phases, that everyone and their brother wants to create a healing center at times. Their brother, sister, animals, whatever, animal sanctuaries, on and on and on. And once again, I want to honor, great job. They all have very clear, pure hearts of gold. But for some odd reason, it just doesn't work. And they're sitting there wondering why. I mean, well, I want to create an animal sanctuary to save the animals, on and on and on. But that was that was blockage number one. The animals don't need saving. And well, I want to create a healing center on and on where you're already going at it as if brother humanity is broken. So that's being number one of why it's not going to work. Because you're already judging humanity to be broken. You're judging the animals to be broken. So let's bring it back to your heart. Now, let's look at the beauty with the animal kingdom or the plant kingdom, brother humanity. Let's create a space where we can facilitate and assist with complementing their life, not attempting to save them, but to add to them Mm. and making such a big impact and being the facilitator, the instrument, the conduit and the ability to be that much more of an instrument, facilitator, and a conduit. And what will that feel like for yourself to really be able to emanate, radiate in a way that so much of your life is about assisting others? Not because they're broken, but because they're seeking. Mm. doesn't matter if it's a nursery for a plant, doesn't matter if it's uh, sanctuary for the animal kingdoms doesn't matter if it's a healing center, but I would even look at that and change it from a healing center and make a center of complementariness to add to their one's live stream rather than focusing on their ailments or perceivable ailments and making it about assistance to complement them, not about focusing on areas that are so perceivably being judged as a fault. Let's call it a perfecting perfection center. 
And it's not just words. I want you to feel that with me. When you look at a healing center, can you feel that thud down in the base of your tummy? When you look at a heart opening, perfecting perfection center, can you feel it rising from your crater chakra vortex, your solar plexus, and your survival level, it's all the way through your heart into, yeah, let's perfect perfection. And dear brothers, I really wish that wasn't happening for you, but would you like it to be different now? Something that's now more blossoming, expansive, expressive, and complementary. And can you feel now how much more expansive rather than withdrawing and heavy that that feels? That's really, really powerful distinctions about honoring our uniqueness, what feels right to us, then asking ourselves why. You you said asking ourselves, check in, sort of like double check. Is the reason that you want to manifest this have a thud to it? Is it for someone else? Is it for something you're lacking? If it hits some of those against those barriers, you may want to look at what you really would love. Exactly. And it, it brings up something I found really comical uh, eons and eons ago. A dear one that I was playing with and having a lot of fun with, it was in the process of getting out of the wheelchair when my body still couldn't walk. And she was working as a phone psychic, like way back in the late 80s, early 90s. And she said she got fired. I said, well, you know, why did you get fired? And she said, well, you know, people kept calling in and asking me if I knew the lottery numbers. And finally, I said, you know what, if I knew the lottery numbers, would you really think I'd be working this stupid job? And it, it kind of says it all about being true to yourself. And it's it's so funny because it's what's about her manifestational levels. You know, it really brought up a lot about her. It's almost like martyrdom ship where it's like, no, now it was a wake up for her about walking her own walk, stepping into her own ability to manifest rather than the attempts of manifesting for others. <laughs> and she was a retired psychologist, which would even made it more comical <laughs> with a lot of abilities. So I've, I've received a few distinctions. Thank you, William, from this podcast. And really just to open, if uh, it presents using a house is a, is a good example if it presents to have a larger house then make sure I, it's up to me to make sure that i'm tuning into what really i would love and, exactly. and only i would love and it's all feeling based it's not uh, a, if there's any thoughts of association about other people you know, you have partners in life, family that easily can present. I can think of that other manifestations I've thought of are I include how my spouse is going to, uh, it's going to be really great for them as well. 
Oh, now we start going to love it. And that's part of the beauty with manifesting, which brings us up to manifesting and walking our walk. Everyone benefits. So that's just, that's called, let's call that a side product. Right. Because sometimes I'm, I'm justifying it because I think then she'll be happy. Exactly. And like there's a, there's a lack there. There's a lack for both of us. Well, it's kind of like a, uh, beyond the lack, Michael, it's like a responsibility. Like if you can make her happy now, you've done your job. Now, right. as, a, as a side benefit, you know, it just comes into you're the male, the provider, you got to blah, 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 and all that fun stuff and all that conflicting, confusing stuff as well. But now we're rising the bar to who you are and who she is as such a priceless gift. But this is the coolest thing as, you know, when I brought up the manifestation of the home and things like that, you know, that we we're sharing before the podcast, everyone reaped the benefits because I was walking my walk. Mm. Love it. That's what I mean by in the, for the highest and best good of all concerned. Well, awesome. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you, William, for that really simple clarity on assisting us to really continue to walk our walk, focus on what we love, and put our attention on what we love. And that's really where all the magic happens, manifesting or otherwise throughout our lives. Yeah, absolutely, my good friend. Big time, big time. Thank you. Thank you. Again, thank you for joining us. Please click subscribe. Join us next time. Namaste. Namaste.